Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program. I am your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is Defining Ethics, Good and Evil. These books are free for viewing at philosophicalangle.com. If you uh, like this program, hit us, hit the like button and subscribe. And you can also make comments below. The purpose of the Philosophical Angle is to examine the nature of concepts and ideas floating around in current media. And uh, last week we did one on uh, AOC, uh, which was uh, which inquired as to why AOC invented her little charade about the January 6th uh, invasion of the Capitol building. And so this week we're going to have a part two in that. This week we're going to discover why she lied and what was her motivation and how could she do such a thing. Well, let's get started. First, let's uh, let's let's find out the difference between the political left and the political right. If you go all the way back into history, you really only have two choices. You got the haves and you got the have-nots. All parties come from this division of society. Uh, Right back to the original, to a small group of tribes, uh, there's always a chieftain and a chieftain rises up and later on societies, as they grow larger, they become kings and queens, and uh, and they develop from there, and they get nobles, and they get uh, uh, they, uh, as society develops. So we're going So when that happens, there are five political behavioral principles. Uh, the first is uh, the law of the demand for good. In other words, all life seeks that which is good for it, whether you're a have or you're a have not. You seek that which is good for you. Dictum two, St. Augustine's principle of libido dominandi, the will to dominate, and that causes the rise of the haves over the have-nots because there's a will within uh, the human species, and actually in other species too, uh, that, uh, that, you, that you tend to want to dominate. And uh, dictum three, the have-nots are inherently not good. The haves look down upon the have-nots, and they believe that the have-nots are inherently not of, of good of a good nature. Dictum four: noblesse, noblesse oblige, and that is uh, when um, in the 1800s a attitude came about amongst the nobles that developed from the haves that they have an obligation to take care of the have-nots, to supply them with it, at least the basic necessity. The uh, a social network uh, that will uh, ensure their, that they can survive. And, um, <clears throat> and this probably comes out of the French Revolution when the have saw that um, if they keep the uh, have-nots in downtrodden to, a, to, to too great extent, they rise up when they have no hope. They rise up 
and they destroy the haves. So this probably came about after the French Revolution, realizing that they got they, they can't they can't make them too poor. They got they got to let them live somewhat. They got to have a basic life for themselves so that they don't rise up and cut your head off. Uh, the last dictum, which is probably not applicable in today's uh, conversation, but the uh, dictum five is Lord Acton principle that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, so, <clears throat> so the the haves are really the uh, the basis of the left. They are the kings, the queens, and the nobles, and and the nobles have associates that uh, are associated with them because they're the facilitators. The government bureaucrats uh, you know, today are the facilitators of the, the various governments. Uh, they're the bureaucrats that take the policies that are made and, uh, and distribute those policies throughout society. Through, uh, and, and through that, they control society, and they believe that uh, that those that they're whom they are controlling, that is the the serfs, the slaves, the have-nots of society, the proletariats, that they are inherently uh, not so good, and and that's dictum number three. And some of the left believe that the have-nots are bad because. They're, not, they're just of a lower class. And also, there's a, the secondary reason is that they're just born this way. These people are just born with a, with a, with a bad heart, with a, uh, with a uh, their nature is, is just not good. And, and so these facilitators, uh, they control the have-nots, uh, through a couple different methods, and one one of the ways that they do that is through uh, uh, through control, forcible forcible control, which is really negative knowledge plus force, and they do it through their and which are examples of rules and regulations. Rules and regulations um, are employed throughout society, and rules and regulations are examples of negative knowledge. And add into that uh, mix, you add force, and you can take your and you can control society. And an example of the have-nots controlling another example is through motivation. Uh, they can give uh, uh, money away in exchange for their vote and loyalty, and that's been happening since uh, the 1930s. And the has will think that uh, they are providing and should provide a social network. And, and this is, uh, as we mentioned, noblesse oblige. And <clears throat> this control of the have-nots will tend to get worse and more oppressive over time. Uh, and uh, that's through the Lord Acton principle, which we'll, we, can, we can talk about that in some other conversation. Because it's not so applicable here uh, in uh, today's conversation. So there... Uh, so the these serfs sometimes because of dictum number one the law of demand for the good 
they sometimes want to break out of being a serf, of being a slave, of being a worker bee, a proletariat. And they want to get out, and they do break out. And maybe they invent something, and uh, they get a breakout, and they uh, and they go into the middle class. They make a little bit of money. They become successful. Uh, they're seeking that which is good for them, and they become successful at it, and they break out into the middle class. And, and they're tolerated by the by the nobles, by the kings and queens, by the government of society, because they pay taxes. So the tax base increases, and so they're tolerated. And uh, but because uh, the have-nots are inherently bad people and need to be controlled, they are still looked down upon and and they're still thought of as really the same class as the as the very low class from which they they bounced out of and the have-nots uh, believe that everybody should stay in the lower class so that everybody is equal in every way <clears throat> And because um, because that these these have-nots are inherently bad, uh, there is no empathy for the uh, advocate of their individual rights. And more recently, uh, as you can see, that they are known as the deplorables. And so you have a, a, a caste system that develops when uh, from the haves. From the kings and queens, so you have the kings and queens, and no, and then you have your nobles, and uh, the kings and queens of today are, of course, the the president and uh, his entourage, and the, and Congress, uh, and then you have the the nobles, which are all those that live off the laws and live off the uh, the government, and 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 they use the uh, government bureaucrats. Uh, which are tens of thousands uh, to control society. And then below them, <clears throat> you have the middle class and the, uh, the very low class, uh, the, as Obama used to call it, the shovel-ready, uh, the shovel-ready workers. And so that we have a, a caste system in place here in the United States. So now we're going to go to Uh, why the nonconformity uh, deplorables are bad and sometimes inexcusable. And why is this? It's because the have-nots, as AOC did, the have-not, as AOC jumped from the have-nots into the have category. And the have-nots, uh, in this case, in January 6th, they actually did the same thing. They've jumped from the deplorable class into the have class by their taking going into the capital building. And in the case of uh, uh, and and that's why the uh, Democrats call this uh, an insurrection 
because it took over their their sanctum sanctorum, their their holy church, their their government, their place of where they create all the control of the have-nots. So AOC was uh, summarily or suddenly dropped from the haves into the have-not class. She's uh, she's running from the, uh, or so she said, she ran from the from these have-nots who have suddenly become into the the chamber of the the haves. So this jumping out of the surf class causes a problem for the facilitators, and and, uh, and sometimes it, ca it it causes a really bad problem uh, if there's a, a violent breakout, such as the French Revolution. But in this case, it's a minor breakout, but nevertheless a very serious one. And um, and and the the jump out this jump out causes a, a morality program a problem because the nonconformity causes an inequity in the serf class. In other words, somebody is acquiring and achieving more goodness for himself than the rest of the serf class, and therefore this is an unethical action by these have-nots now gone into the middle class just as AOC did. But AOC has been accepted by the, by the facilitator class, and so it's okay for her. But, so now that she's in the facilitator class, she doesn't want to be, to have her status inverted. So she sees that dictum number four Noblesse oblige has been violated. And that is that because she's now in the facilitator class, in the governmental class, creating policy, the contract, there's a contract that Noblesse oblige uh, creates and that the facilitators and the uh, governmental class will guarantee a minimum standard wage or, or living and and thus the nobles will for that want to receive loyalty and so this this contract has been broken and this nonconformity by the serfs that jumped out of their serf class the proletariat class violates this contract because they've temporarily come into the sanctum sanctorum and it's a clear violation of the contract. Therefore, the has view this nonconformity as unethical and deplorable. And they do this because the deplorables are inherently bad people. Dictum number three. And because the have-nots are bad and unethical, there's no need for the haves to cooperate with them. And if there's no need to cooperate with them, then it means that the haves may employ the ends justifies the means rationality in dealing with the serfs and the deplorables. Because ethics is that is the 
appropriate dispensation of respect. And we respect others in order to cooperate with them. And that's the evolutionary reason why respect has come about in our species, because it allows us to cooperate. And we cooperate in order to produce goods and services, and we produce goods and services to bring us up away from misery, which is the, which is the essence of all that is good. And therefore, since there is now no, uh, no need, the, the ethical contract has been broken, therefore there's no need to cooperate with the, ha with the, uh, the have-nots. And therefore the ends justifies the means, and therefore lying is okay, because there's no need to be ethical. And you're lying to, in order to get to a certain end. And that, that means to that end is lying in creating this little fabrication in her little charade or char uh, uh, that, she portrays, uh, that she portrayed on YouTube and uh, was run on uh, various uh, channel, TV channels. Okay, thanks for joining us. And if you like, please subscribe and hit that like button. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.